Hey, 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 welcome to the 25 Podcast. I'm your host, Oni Anuken. Join me bi-weekly for real and raw conversations on topics commonly faced by women in their 20s. Hey, Winnie. Hello. It feels weird saying that because, you know, normally I'm starting with someone over the phone, but today... I know, it feels weird. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, okay. So, yeah, today I have an in-person guest, my first guest in my new studio, new home studio. I haven't balled out. Um, Winnie, I, you know how the drill works. Normally, the first question is, who are you? And, yes, who is Winnie? Okay, Winnie is, Winnie, ah, scratch that, no, <laughs> I am, well, my name is Winnie Fred, but everyone calls me Winnie, my sisters call me Omoye, because I'd rather be called that. I am Nigerian, uh, but to be very honest, while I deeply feel Nigerian and everything about me is quite Nigerian, I really don't know my place in the world, because, mm-hmm. well, I lived in Ukraine. I moved to Ukraine when I was 15 years old. Yeah, very young. Very young. And I stayed alone and grew up there. I made my own sort of friends Mm -hmm. and family there. And I moved to Canada when I was 21 years old. Well, very close to 22. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've not really been at home. And I don't know what it feels to really be Nigerian except in Nigeria from afar. But, well, I'm Nigerian. I am, actually, I'm many things many things you are a woman <laughs> yes. of many talents and many things i am a medical doctor i went to medical school in ukraine and while well, i haven't gotten to practicing because i um also took on other things along the way because i finished medical school well before i began medical school i also did like a course or a diploma in russian language then I went to. <laughs> I'm learning new talent. <laughs> yeah, so I speak Russian, and then I went to medical school, and then I moved to Canada to do a degree in, well, a master's degree in bioethics, and I completed that. But instead of working as a bioethicist, I ventured into research. So now I work as a researcher in a rheumatology and dermatology clinic. For now. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year or next Who two does? years, but Who this does? is what I'm doing now. So currently, I am a researcher. And um, I also, well, I live in Canada with my sister in well, St. John's where I live. My other sister lives in Saskatoon. And my family, my parents and my baby sister, mm-hmm. uh, they live in Nigeria. Well, that's basically it about me. I speak a little bit of French, I speak Yoruba, I like music, I like philosophy. Winnie, I mean, you are just such an accomplished woman. And when I think about like where I was before I turned 25, you were definitely like one of the types of people that made me more nervous. Cause I'm like, gosh, this person is like only this age and they've accomplished all of this. I mean, it's safe to say that in your 25 years of life, You've lived almost like five lives. You have been so modest. <laughs> no it's way. Before you were 25, you already you had your undergraduate and master's degree. You had so many jobs. I didn't so speak many... Russian. Oh, please. You had so many hustles. Come on. <laughs> you very accomplished before you were 25. 
But I, I mean, I think that's the whole thing, you know, before you turn 25 or any milestone age, you kind of look around at your peers and we tend to be really hard on ourselves compared yes. to others. And we can only really see the like outside, you know, we only see what someone wants us to see when they share their life. I think so. Actually, I really do believe so because even when, when I was 21 and I was done with medical school, mm-hmm. everyone would say, oh my God, you were 21. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't <laughs> saying that I was 21 and done with medical school and people typically finish medical school by, you know, their late 20s. All I was seeing oh, was something yeah, later. I was clueless. Because I, I knew that I was coming to Canada directly. I, I began to apply for grad school when I was in my final year of medical school. So I knew what I was going to do next. But I didn't know why I wanted to do it. I just knew that I was going to do it. It was just on my mind and I had to do it. So I felt very cool. It was like there were people around me who had their lives planned out. Oh, by 28, I'll be married by now. The only thing I knew was what I was going to do next. I had no other plans. It was as simple as that. So, so I, I understand what you mean when you say, even though everyone sees you as an accomplished person, sometimes mm-hmm. you can feel yes. less than, yeah. than other mm-hmm. people around you. I mean, I, mean, I think... You know, a bit of that is important. You can't be complacent in life or just, you know, stay stagnant. We have to aspire to, you know, keep learning and improving. But at the same time, we also need to be able to sit down and reflect on our, you know, accomplishments and clap for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So last month you turned 25 and you said something that, you know, completely touched me you were like i finally understand why you started the podcast yes so uh november 6th was my birthday i was planning to go to bed before it was 12. i wasn't going to stay mm-hmm. but somehow i was watching something on netflix and i was really into it and then 12 came my sister surprised me with a cake and music and at that very moment i felt dread you know because the cake had to mm-hmm. be five on it boldly and I felt dread and terror. You know, it's like all the plans that I had for my life, mm-hmm. I felt like now I actually have to put them in motion. If I was joking around before, <laughs> tomorrow morning we have to start asking questions and running around. And I, you know, that day, as the day was going, I felt, oh God, this is why she started the first podcast. Yeah, because I don't know if everyone gets sort of dread and terror by 25, but I felt it. I just felt like, well, now you're close to 30. Yes. You're on the other mm-hmm. app. So now you have to do everything before you get to 30 because you don't want to be a failure at 30. You know, now, I don't think that if you haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish at 30, that you're a failure. But I think that no matter how much, you know, how ed- educated you are or aware, the voices of everyone else around mm-hmm. you cannot stop playing in your head and sometimes they overpass only in moments where significant things happen like turning 25 yes. you're like oh my god i'm close to 30. five more years <laughs> no i don't know what it is about 25. i feel like it's the first serious kind of milestone age mm-hmm. like in turn i mean every age that we turn is serious but um in terms of adulthood you yes. know even at 21 you're still seen very young like by 25 
you as a, a younger person expected that you'd have your life somewhat together oh, by oh, 25 yeah. so there's this feeling of being like oh my goodness i failed my five-year-old self and i think that aside from there's something about 25 that is very significant in the sense that when you talk to anyone everyone i mean if you live in the average society you're supposed to be in college mm-hmm. you're supposed to be messing around yes you know? when you when you fit at something everyone people have kind of oh, you're young well, no, you're young come on you're 21 but then when you get to 25 i mean if things had gone the way they should have you already done with college you're already you know uh, making plans you're working at a job and if you're not where you think that you should be or where your mates mm-hmm. are and it's it's going to happen every people around you are going to be doing way better than you at 25 and you might think about your parents who had already bought their first house at 25 yeah. years old and have two kids if that's something you're looking forward to and then you realize that at 25 you're a colossal failure sitting <laughs> on your couch in the living room even though you're not a failure but that's what you think mm-hmm. of yourself at that moment and it just hits you like god <laughs> yeah 25 is brainstorming and i just understood it that way <laughs> no i mean it's it's something that like over the course of the podcast so many people have reached out to me and said i completely relate to that either they were coming up to 25 and they started having those feelings or they just turned 25 or even some people reflecting back and looking and being like gosh i remember how like worried i was that my life wouldn't come together and now i like i'm 32 and like you know in seven years my life has changed tremendously so it's it's I don't know I mean it's not nice because I don't want people to go through it but there's something you know there's a community that's built around that feeling and um, I really started the podcast hopefully for people to be able to listen who are approaching 25 and you know around that age and be like look these people that have you know accomplished all these things I hope to in my life also felt the same way that I'm feeling right now. And that's comforting because there's so, like, I have so many people I look up to for different things, you know, that have achieved in, in different fields who have done really extraordinary things. And it's like sitting down with them over the course of this show, I've really, you know, been able to see that they didn't have it all together. And that means I don't. And you know what? Wicked as it sounds, that makes me happy. <laughs> not, not that I don't want people to have it together or be mm-hmm. confident about their lives when they're 25, but it gives me some sort of, well, not pleasure, but just comfort mm-hmm. to see that I am not different. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not worse off. People feel this way, even when we from the outside think that they, are, they have it all together. And I think that it's a feeling that should be, well, this word has been abused, but normalized. It's a feeling that should be accepted that mm-hmm. when you get to certain milestones in your life and this includes I mean age is typically how we define milestones that you are going to feel some kind of way even when you have it all together yes when mm-hmm. you're 40 and you have built the perfect career you have your children you think these are the kind of things you want and you're married to your good partner you whatever whatever you might still wake up that day and think mm, my life is not going as it should mm-hmm. and that's because we're basing our own existence based on everyone that's around us and yes we're not mm-hmm. as social beings we're not isolated people yes you know, yeah everything that we, the thoughts that we have come from what we see and what we process 
success that we can't control. Yeah, that we can't control, and they're overwhelming. So when you look at somebody that's already doing the thing that you are doing, or or just you know where you want to be at, you might feel some kind of way. It's a normal feeling. I think it should be accepted because after that day, you know, or probably after that week, I just went about life like that never happened. Mm-hmm. I'm still as long as I'm alive, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm pushing and I'm not stagnant or and stagnancy is a very big word because people might think that that's being stuck at one job or being you know stuck in the same city mm-hmm. stagnancy it, it, it depends on how one defines stagnancy but as long as you feel like every day there's progress even if that means just waking up in the morning and going to work not being depressed mm-hmm. not being sad i think that's something that should be celebrated and it should, it should. We should all look back and say you know what i know i was scared two weeks ago but i'm fine now and I might be scared next week again, but I'll be fine again. Like, you know, it's a constant, mm-hmm. I will go through this and I will go into that and I will go through that. And I think that's the joy of living anyway, just being able to move through those emotions. Yeah. It's true. I mean, and, and, you know, there's, without that, you know, there's an absence of good. So you, like you, yes. they all come with each other. Like we can't be on a high all the time. Otherwise the high no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Like. Like life comes with ups and downs and, and, you know, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I steer away from saying everything happens for a reason, but like you, through whatever you go through in this life, so long as you continue to live, yes. will grow through that experience. Like you, you, you will, so long as you're alive. Well, not necessarily just alive because some people are worse of alive than dead. Some people would feel like that. I'm sorry. I, 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 I really, really, really think about philosophy a lot. So that's something that I have in mind. That some people might believe that they are, you know, wasn't alive and they would rather be dead. And that's a genuine feeling. But that aside, as long as, which is probably why I use the word not stagnant, mm-hmm. and, you know, progress. So if you feel tomorrow that tomorrow was better than yesterday or same, and that's okay by you, whatever you determine to be okay by your standards. As long as things are improving or there's motion because what we don't like what many of us don't like is you know being stuck in one point emotionally physically financially as long as there's motion right but that's also not a bad thing like being able to maintain where you are right now is also a success like in the, in the you know day and age that we're living in you know people are having things taken away from them left right and center so being able to you know be thankful that you still have a roof over your head that you still you know have a source where you can earn money that you still have your loved ones around you is really really important too maintaining needs motion Maybe, yeah yes yeah. maintenance yeah. Ma- needs motion but also yes going to decline yes yes you're going to get yes so maintaining your current situation actually but people yeah. don't acknowledge I that know. though they I don't know. realize it takes work to mm-hmm. you know to keep things the same yeah current state. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that that's bad I think we sometimes and all the time in fact i think we just have to step back and look at what is happening in front of us from an you know outside body experience and just mm-hmm. see that what we're doing currently even if it looks like it's the same thing you know, you wake up in the morning by six you're working you're back in the evening it requires some form of motion if you decide to not layman terms or let me just say mm-hmm. just on surface level if you decide to not wake up from your get up from your bed in the morning your life is going to decline because you're not going to end more yes yeah. so it requires mm-hmm. motion just it putting does. in work yeah. every day and mm-hmm. to me that is progress yes just yeah. being able to go about your day is 
progress. So I think that there's so much to be thankful for, even at 25, because mm-hmm. something things are moving. Whether I like it or not, things what are. What are you thankful for at 25? Okay, that question is really, really hard. Thank you very much for putting the pot up that I haven't opened since I turned 25. But I would say right now that one of the things I'm thankful for, I mean, aside from 2020, which which now that it's December that I've had, you know, time to process what has happened during the year. 2020, I would say that what I'm thankful for this year is um, being alive. My parents, my siblings are fine, you know, we're mm-hmm. all good. And having a job, um, you know, those stuff. But 25 in itself, whether I was 2020 or not, even if we didn't have such a tumultuous year, what I'll be thankful for, or what I am thankful for, is is being just being different from who I was before. Mm-hmm. I know who I was at 21, I know who I was at 20, and I'm very different. And I feel like the older I get, the more confident I am, the more appreciative of myself I am, the more self-aware I become. Mm-hmm. You know, and those things we take them for granted at times, but sometimes all I have to do is reflect at the decision I made when I was 20. And I realized that I am so grown now, and there's so much growth to also get. But I'm, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. thankful that I'm here because that I'm even I'm thankful for the ability to even be able to know that so much growth has happened. Yes, yeah. Just mm-hmm. for self awareness, it makes me really happy that I'm grown, like that, that I've grown up. And I, I, I'm actually looking forward to more growth, so to 30, 35, mm-hmm. to you know, more of those things. I think I'm really growing into who I should be, you know, like a mean woman. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> you are not a mean woman, but you are growing into who yes, you should <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have two questions for you from that. What's one thing that you hope to achieve by 25 that you achieved? By 25, I hope to have, well, I was hoping before 25 that I would have gotten my master's degree and I have it. I was hoping to have a stable job and I have one. Also, well, I was also hoping to be at peace with myself. And I think more than anything, I am. That's so beautiful though, because I mean, that's what we're all searching for in life, like that inner peace. Like when you have that inner peace, I mean, Things will shake you, yes. like, but you know, yes. it's. I, I recently went through something that was really tough, and the way I pulled myself out of it, I was actually surprised that I, you know, came out of it quickly because I, I know who I am, I know who I am now, I know what I'm capable of achieving, so I'm able to rationalize things and you know justify something mm-hmm. and just move on from things that don't benefit me or feelings that don't you know benefit me, so. I'm just glad that I have some sort of peace inside where I'm not at war with myself inside. I'm not good. And now on the flip side, what is one thing that you thought that you would have by 25 or be doing by 25? A thousand and seven hundred things. The first one is I was really, really hoping that by now, I was really hoping to be practicing by now. And it's not because I don't want to practice, just I keep going for new things and it feels like I'm leaving behind one of the things 
things that I would really like to do. Well, not necessarily because I think I'm going to enjoy doing it, but I really I just want to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I want to give it a shot. So sometimes I I regret not pushing as hard as I should have to begin practicing yet. So those are that's one of the things that I you know I've not achieved. Um, I think the second thing is that I really 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 hope to be earning more by now. Mm, I but, yeah. But mm-hmm. you know what? At the end of the day, we make all these plans, but life happens, so it's fine. Whatever happens, as long as I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for a long time I didn't really have an appreciation for like the kind of struggle, you know. I mean, some people hit lucky after mm-hmm. you know university; they get an amazing high salary job, and that's it. Like they're going to be high earners forever. Um, well, who knows? But and some people don't. I mean, I just I don't think I had a real awareness of like starting salaries, like mm-hmm. the process of like climbing up the ladder, like you know, just I, yeah, I didn't really have an awareness for like yeah. up until I would say I don't think I until I really started applying for jobs. So even whilst I was at university, my kind of expectations were still you know, out of touch. They weren't, you know, real world (laughs) based. (laughs) No, I really, like, I think back and I thought like at university, like I still thought like I would have bought a house by now. I thought I would have been married by now. So would have like paid for the whole wedding expenses, like be done with that. Like I thought I would drive a really nice car. (laughs) I'm still not driving. But I am on my, I am on the road to getting on the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were just so many kind of, I think most of the things that I haven't gotten that I thought I would have had by 25 are materialistic, to be honest, like in terms of like my values and, you know, relationships with friends, like romantic relationship. Um, you know, those things I can say for me, like they are, yes, they are now in place, but yeah. And so when I look back, I really do realize that most of the things that I thought I would have that I don't have are materialistic Mm -hmm. and mainly centered around money, to be honest. Um, When we think about, when when we think about it, or when I think about it, when you're young coming up, you're not really thinking about your values or you know material things because mm-hmm. that's not really, that's, that's not what's out there that's not it's what not sexy ingesting mm-hmm. every day from people outside of the media we're thinking about money yes and yeah mm-hmm. and, and to be honest that's a very visible form of growth when i want to say someone is yes. successful yes i'm not thinking about how you know kind self-aware emotionally intelligent how much they have and yes, how many yeah. to value they can take in a year that's what success is and even till now that i know better sometimes when i'm going it's, to that's the only that's mm-hmm. the way to gauge I it's mean, the way society yes, you know because even if i think that that's not how to be successful when i'm trying to explain it to someone else and i say oh no they're such a kind person and they're self-aware <laughs> Everyone is going to be looking at me like I'm not. So it's easy to say, mm-hmm. you know, they're rich. And then we understand yes, that there's a common understanding. Sources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense that we, you know, that we keep, that we're looking forward to that and we still keep striving for that. Yes. Like I, was, mm-hmm. I was hoping that by now I would be any more that I would. And, and 
things too that happen to me is because when you do medicine, mm-hmm. when you leave med school, when you start residency, there's a certain pay. The pays are not it's, yes, it's yes, it's right. Yeah. There. You mm-hmm. see, there is on the website. You cannot, you cannot really bargain for it to be hard. No, it's like that. It's and it's only day. when you yeah. move from residency and you finish your first yes, that they, you can then begin to like tap it. Which yeah. I wasn't really looking forward to. I was looking at my first few years after medical school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think that in 2020 that I would be working. You know, I would do research, which definitely pays mm-hmm. less than medicine, and then I'll be fi- you know fighting my way through. You know, looking for jobs that probably pay five five dollar higher, or you know, like mm-hmm. high paying jobs and so on. But at the end of the day, too, like I said, sometimes these things don't work out as we plan, and I think we just have to come to a point where we have to accept that it's okay, and it's it's a marathon. If we see, we we can die anytime, but even if we die tomorrow, our life from one way zero to twenty five start the marathon because it's it wasn't in one day you didn't die you didn't die before you took your time to get to that mm-hmm. you know, stage and so many things have happened before then and when people are going to remember you they'll remember you for different things that you did yes. different stages of mm-hmm. so for me it's it's sad and i i wish i was doing better obviously but i've also come to the realization that there's still a lot of time and even if there isn't mm-hmm. even if there isn't that is even more reason for me to appreciate where I am right now and stop you know beating myself up too much for what I have not gotten because they could be gone in a minute also yeah. so mm-hmm. what's the point anyway everything is everything is nothing you know like we can have it or we can have love now <laughs> and you mentioned a very valid point that we base success in society on money and when I look at younger generations you know coming up now and they will soon be where we are now I mean either at 25 or past it I just I guess yeah I mean with social media platforms and like this constant advertising of things sessions and trips and like I worry because I think that when you have those things it's great you know when you can afford them and you um, are you know blessed to be able to enjoy those things it's amazing but life has to be lived and enjoyed in you know in spite of those things whether you you know whether you have them or you don't like you you've got to enjoy your life I mean this week I had a very very morbid thought. I thought that most people, hopefully none of us ever experienced this, but when you're at a point where you your your life is being threatened, most people beg for their life. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, this life that you're begging for is like is this the life that you want to be living? Like if I'm gonna beg for a life, oh, I wanna make yeah. it a good life. Yeah. Like I wanna make it a good life. And like I just I, I just want people to enjoy and like find happiness wherever yeah. they are. And yeah, I guess my question in all of that rambling um was just really what's your like how do you deal with it i mean you've got younger sisters and like how do you help them and guide them through like similar things but at the same time recognizing the landscape is totally different than like you know things are amplified i think that because i 
firstborn syndrome, first mm-hmm. child syndrome, but I've always been aware of struggles and not struggles. Mm-hmm. So I've always learned to, and one might say that it's me personally because there are other first children too, or people who just don't care. But I've, <laughs> I've just true. always learned to live, to to live my life according to what I can afford. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful to travel the world, but it's also nice to eat in local restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's yeah. You you can make out things from you can make out big things from small things like for example i don't like to party much but i really derive joy in reading a book so let's say that my younger sisters luckily for them and also unfortunately for them <laughs> they they don't have someone who is very wide-eyed and wanting to grab the old my idea of success for example is not mm. when i would like to make more money my very very good idea of success is being really content with whatever I'm doing at a certain period. So I want to practice medicine, but mm-hmm. I'm partly in for the money, obviously, because no one is going to go and almost put their life in danger for no money. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. But as, I, as much as I'm in for the money, I'm also there because of the things that I possibly see and learn. And it's also the reason why I'm interested in ethics and philosophy, because I just think that there's so much to read and learn about the world and process and think. And so life for me is a little bit simple other people i really don't get carried away by bags or shoes or you know travel mm-hmm. i would love to have those things there's obviously and maybe a little bit desperately in my head <laughs> but i'm not desperate enough to, to really work hard for them don't put it that way to <laughs> think that yes. it's mm-hmm. priorities you yeah. know mm-hmm. of what i want so my sisters they just grew up following someone who is not interested in that and somehow they've also taken that route they are also very you know, they're, they're not quite illusioned by everything that is mm-hmm. happening around them. They're just very focused on where they are and how they can make the best of what is happening around them. So I think that for that way, my sister kind of lucky that they're not truly. Yes, yeah. Things. You know, that's because I mean, if you were very like that, you would project that. Yes, you know? definitely. You would and, project and, it and they wouldn't be able to avoid it. No, and I didn't see that my sisters have a mind of their own, but when they were 16, 17, they were still very impressionable.
last question. I mean, I wasn't supposed to be interviewing you. We were just supposed to be conversational. But somehow, you know, old habits die hard. My last question is just, you know, when you look to your peers now in their mid-twenties, what is your one big piece of advice? Like, if you could give women in their mid-twenties one thing, what would it be? No, no, that's not it actually. I think one of the things that I would say to women in their 20s is you always come first for yourself. Not, I'm not talking about the world because the world is so big and we're mm-hmm. so tiny. We're, we're nonsense in the grand scheme of the world. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Compared to every other person, the world is so big that we don't, you know, we're nothing. If we, yeah. But to your own self and to your smart circle, always put yourself first. I see a lot of men our age, mm-hmm. in their 20s, always trying to pander to partners or family or making decisions. They don't really make decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I sort of did it, right, for my sisters. Yeah. But if I were to think about that now, while I was glad that I did it because I felt like I had an added responsibility to take care of my younger ones and see that they do not stray from mm. what I deem to be the right path. Yes, yeah. I don't even know if that's what the right they deem. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. what is the right path anyway? So yes. I always say, as long as you're not doing any, anything that is going to harm you or harm other people, if you're not doing anything hateful or, you know, as long as it's not insane, mm-hmm. just live life, live your life according to your terms. Don't let your parents or society or, you know, will I get married to, will I be able to have children, those kind mm-hmm. of things, they are important to think about because at the end of the day, life is not just now, it's also a very you know long race. It's not a crime to think about those things, but it's they also should not be so overbearing that you yes. cannot live in the present and live for yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the advice I'll give anyone in their 20s. Women. I wish I had that advice. <laughs> I wish I had that advice. Just leave your own self. I'm taking the advice now. I'm taking it in now. Thank you so much. Well, my lovelies, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Stay connected by following the show on Instagram at 25podcast. If you took something away from this episode or you know someone who might, please share it and don't forget to tag us. If you have a few more moments to spare to support the podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. I appreciate the feedback and will be so, so grateful. Thank you so much and see you in two weeks time for the next episode of the 25 Podcast. Редактор